And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to the show. Thank you so much for joining me as we dive into Q&As. I love this. And I want to thank you all so much for the really well thought out questions that can help everyone. So you are all so, so thoughtful in these questions. I'm excited to dive in. Now, like I said before, I won't be able to answer all these questions in a single episode. So they will be spread among several episodes, plus some of the videos that I put on social media. So you can check those out there as well on my Instagram and Facebook, as well as YouTube. But for now, let's dive into the first question. So I'm going to be answering about, I think, six or seven on today's episode, and then I'll follow up on the next one. So jumping right in, the first question was, what are the gifts and abilities the babies being born this year and next have, and how will the earth change because of them? So this is a great question, one I'm really happy to start off with because this is such a positive. So children being born now and even in the last couple years, I want to say, maybe even to the point of 10 years, definitely the last five years and moving forward, children are tending to come in with less and less karmas. So meaning that there are souls that are coming in now that have resolved a lot of their own cyclical karma of their human experience. So meaning they've done a lot of healing in lives before the ones they're incarnating in now, which means that they are free of the wheel of karma. So they get to come in and be more forward moving than having to repeat certain patterns or balance out patterns. Now, again, that is still up to soul choice. So there still will be souls coming in who do wish to work out karmic patterns, but many more are coming in free of that. So there's going to be less drama and then also more awareness because the other thing is many more babies are being born with souls that are coming in with more integrated consciousness. And so we're going to find that a lot of kids are starting to talk in ways that almost seem above their age from what we're used to, more conscious thought. Um, An example of that would be eight-year-olds that can describe or explain consciousness or that come in with a knowing that there are other races beyond humans on this planet, that there are different galaxies and maybe they will remember incarnations of those or they will come in knowing more incarnations of their own past lives and it will be normal to them. We'll also see More kids coming in with clairvoyant abilities, clairsentient, claircognizance, clairaudience, all the clairs, meaning being able to see, hear, and feel, spirit, their environment. More kids will be coming in more in tune with Mother Nature and how to commune with Mother Nature and really coming back to the knowledge that all things are connected. We're going to see a lot of that as well. So 
it's, it's really about we have helped to raise the frequency to a level where these souls can really start coming in with a higher state of consciousness as they begin. They're not having to go through the muck to reach it. They're coming in with more of that knowledge. And that's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. So I love that question because, yes, we're going to see more of it. And we already are seeing it. I mean, if you even look on uh, some different social media platforms, you can see videos of kids, you know, things that parents are sharing that their kids have said that they've just known about consciousness, about this, that, or whatever. Again, that's an example of coming in with this known um this known expansion and awareness of who they are and what it's about. So it's it's really exciting to see. All right, the next question is, can one human being embody aspects of several higher souls at the same time? That is, can my single human existence be incorporating multiple souls' journeys simultaneously? Now, what I would like to explain with this is... Um, it's more that one higher self can split and embody multiple different human or other, uh, other type of being existences at one time. So when we think of the higher self, I often explain the higher self, meaning your whole soul, where you originate from as a soul is like a piece of pie. And you are right now living one piece of that pie embodied as you right now on this planet. Now, that leaves all those other pieces of pie. And there there are hundreds of them, maybe even thousands. And it doesn't mean that the only embodiment happening right now is the one piece of pie that is you. There are other aspects of you being embodied as well. And this is where our minds are kind of like, what? How does this work? And it's a really beautiful thing, and it moves beyond what many people are comfortable thinking about. But to color this a bit more is I have seen situations where one person's higher self has had two different soul fragments come down to earth at the same time. And they live in very different places, different ages, but different opportunities for that person to or that soul to embody But there are also other aspects of self that can be embodied on other planets. So to really add some color to this is sometimes somebody could have uh, an ET being that is actually an expression of them in another time and place that is communicating with the them as the human here and now. So then that would be a totally separate piece of that pie incarnating somewhere else because our souls are not limited to time and space or location. And our souls are so big and so vast that uh, usually when we come into an incarnation, our soul wants to incarnate and gather many experiences at one time. So there's something to be said for that. So In essence, we can have multiple soul journeys simultaneously. Absolutely, yes, we can. And it's usually that divide from the higher self. And we can connect back into those higher self pieces at any time through meditation, through uh, Akashic Record readings, spiritual hypnosis, and all of that. But we are much more multifaceted than we realize. And that's something Spirit's been talking a lot about this past year, is the multifaceted nature of ourselves. 
And it's not just the multifaceted nature in our mind, body, and spirit in this one incarnation, but it's the multifaceted nature that is us in this incarnation, in our past incarnations, in our future incarnations, and in the simultaneous parallel incarnations right now. So it's, it's beautifully complex, but also beautifully simple. So I hope that helps explain that. What a great question. Okay, the next one is, um, can spirit from my circle interact with spirit or family from my boyfriend's circle? And the example given was that his mother is very vibrant on the other side and has come through in readings I've gotten, but my dad has only come through once. I thought maybe if they could chat, they could tag team and coordinate their efforts. This is a great question and it's very valid and it is very common to have people on the other side, souls on the other side, help each other come through in a reading and they don't always have to be connected in the same family. Uh, I've definitely had situations where in-laws have helped each other come through. Maybe one had passed for a long while and one was new to the other side and the one that had passed for a long time helps bring the energy of the other one through. Now, sometimes how they'll do that is they will speak on behalf of the other person. So say say there was a grandmother from the mom's side and an uncle from the dad's side, right? And the grandmother passed before the uncle. So the grandmother sometimes could come through and say, I'm grandma so-and-so, I'm doing fine, don't worry about me, but I want to speak on behalf of uncle so-and-so. Because he just crossed over, he hasn't quite figured out how to come through, but he wants to express these points. So that's very, very common. Other times, with the same situation, grandma could come through and I could feel the energy of grandma first, really strong and bold, but then I would see the uncle start to kind of come closer and closer and I can see that he's using the grandmother's energy in order to have enough energy to come through and communicate. So the grandmother could act like a battery for him or could communicate for him if need be. But they definitely can do this. As well, another little side note with this question is sometimes some family members are much more chatty on the other side than others. And so sometimes the soul that crossed over, say the the uncle again, doesn't feel like talking too much, but says to the grandmother, hey, when you connect in in this reading, because they always know when there's readings going on, can you just let them know I'm good? I'm fine. Don't really have much to say. And so then the grandmother would pass on that message like, he's fine. He's good. He's busy doing his own thing. Uh, it, it's really neat how they all communicate, but they definitely can all be connected by thought, by energy, by their own interactions on the other side. So I love that that question came through. Okay, the next one is, uh, this one says, my question is what role... Do unanticipated setbacks or roadblocks that one comes across play in the spiritual journey? How to discern when one such event is meant as learning versus where it is not? And so what's really interesting, and my guides came in really quick when I first read this question, they said it's all about perspective. So you could have a perspective that one experience is not about learning And one experience is about learning. But the thing that Spirit says is there is learning in everything we do. Everything we experience has an opportunity opportunity for learning and gaining wisdom. And 
Sometimes we'll have an experience like a roadblock, a setback that is new and we have to find our way around it, but we do. And then we move on from that experience. We've gained a lot, but oftentimes people think repeated patterns are, um, are kind of like just happening to them. It's, it's not a lesson, but if anything is ever repeated, it's because there's something that hasn't been learned in it yet. There's a value of learning it. So I would really look at whatever is happening to you at that point is what can you learn from this situation? What can you observe with what's happening? What is something new you're getting from it? What is something you can heal? What is something you can transmute or change or shift? And that will help you move on from that experience and gain the wisdom. It's when we just let the things happen to us and be like, I don't know why it makes no sense. We're missing opportunities of learning. And it doesn't mean we have to dissect everything either, but there's, there's value in everything we go through, even the good things. There's a learning in the good things too, especially when we're observant of it. Like, yes, this worked out really well. I really enjoyed the feeling of this. I really liked the experience of it. I would like to replicate this. Like, there's conscious learning in it. So perspective is the biggest piece. And sometimes we can even say, and I know I've been there myself, of like situations where say you get really sick or you break a leg or something like that, where you're like, what was the journey in that? Like I say you were skiing and you broke your leg and you're like, what is that for? Again, perspective is where in your life are you noticing maybe you're needing to slow down? Where in your life are you maybe noticing you need to recalibrate something? And, you know, the experiences of being sick often allow our body to release an old energy to make space for new energy. It's not a fun experience, but again, it's perspective. So pay attention to what can you learn because there's learning in all of it. All right, next question. So this one says, so. We have past lives that can be ages apart from different cultures and places in the world and the universe. We also have DNA lineage from our 3D ancestors. Do attributes of karma... Um, oh, wait, my printer cut off here. Do attributes of... Here we go. <laughs> okay. Do attributes or karma passed from ancestors influence us? Do they both contribute to our experience? I love this question. Thank you so much for asking it. So the answer is yes. Simple answer is yes. So we will have energetic soul lineage karma, which allows us to reincarnate into certain biological lineages for specific reasons. So they both play in together to the design. So we can't say it's just one or another. There is definitely biological, energetic um karmas, say, let's just use uh, alcoholism. That can often be passed down a generational line until somebody is able to stop it, change it, and transmute it. But there will be a soul reasoning, a soul karmic lineage reasoning why that soul decided to incarnate in a biological lineage of that. Or even say somebody is brought into a biological lineage of high cancer mortality rate, oftentimes it's to give them something from the experience in that. And maybe it's giving them the experience of cancer because they will then come back, or maybe they currently are now back in a lifetime where they are a cancer doctor 
creating new healing modalities because they had a lifetime before within a lineage that they had to experience it themselves. So there's always a specific reason why we are incarnated into the biological lines we are and how they directly connect into the karmic uh, spiritual lineages as well. So great, great question. Okay, um, the next one is, okay, this one's great. Um, if timelines are happening concurrently, i.e. there is no time except here in 3D, how are we progressing as a spiritual being in terms of learning and trauma and healing? So my guides were so excited when this question came in, they jumped on it because this is something... Um, so in terms of timelines, I have talked about it. I talked about it on the December energy update and in cosmic consciousness in November, we did a big timeline jump and around November 6th, 7th, we did a big timeline jump into a new timeline, which would provide a lot of opportunities to observe Mandela effects, glitches, all of that kind of stuff. And we did this timeline jump because, because essentially enough people have opened their minds and consciousness to facilitate a higher base frequency. The only way to jump to a new timeline is to change the base collective frequency, either lowering it or, or heightening it. And we heightened it enough that we were able to make a clear jump, not just a in-between, but a clear jump. And so because of that, we are doing very well. We are walking into new territory of greater spiritual and conscious independence from spirit than we ever had we ever have before. And so this is a very, very good thing. And this is why perspective is so important on how we move through this because we can either look to this with like a new horizon or we can look to this experience of anxiety and fear and unknown and revert back. Now, I say revert back, but Spirit also says that a lot of the movements we're making forward right now really encompass the energy of like a zip tie, where every time you pull it tighter, it can't be undone. They say that in general, there's we know too much now. Our consciousness is too aware, both intellectually and spiritually, to be able to move backwards. And the beautiful thing is, although sometimes movement might feel slow, there are times where movement is fast, which is the example of this timeline jump we did. So we are progressing actually quite beautifully as spiritual beings. This transition has not been easy. These last four years that Spirit has been saying was 100 years worth of growth has not been easy for most people, but it has been impactful and it has moved leaps and bounds. And so Spirit is so, so happy with how much of the collective has moved forward to where we are now. So it's definitely, definitely progressing. All right. Next question is, uh, you talked about spirits doing things that they loved as humans on the other side. I wondered if they are also, if there are also some kind of routine or day-to-day -day tasks on the other side. This is a great question. And the answer is yes, yes. So what's really beautiful is the other side, heaven, Avalon, whatever you want to call it, the higher realms, there is so much that can be possible. It can be all kinds of things. 
And so if we just think of heaven and the other side right now, just to keep it that way, souls have the ability to choose where they need to be at any given time. So I have seen some who have expanded themselves into consciousness and they literally are expanded into stardust and they are as big as the universe experiencing what that is like. Like they're just expanded. I have seen some who are kind of resting in a very human way in a bed. Um, I have seen many who are busy on the other side with their lives, cooking, uh, creating celebrations, helping teach other souls. Like what's beautiful is that the other side is another form of existence. We are in one right now that is much denser than the other side, but when we cross over, it is existence. And so in existence, we're choosing what we wish to do. And so there are routines, there are roles to play, but it's of our design as I've come to understand it. And so, you know, I've called people in a reading before, I've called spirits forward and they're busy fishing. I've called other spirits forward and they were busy in the kitchen and there's flour and bread and everything being, you know, like it's alive with smells. I had one spirit one time tell me that they were surprised at the flavors available to their experience of food on the other side. But I've also had a spirit tell me one of the things they missed the most about human life was the food. So what I learned from that is there's two different experiences on the other side of food. One may be in a, in a place or a time frame where they're not experiencing food, whereas there was another one who completely was, and she spoke specifically about peppers. Red peppers were so, so amazing on the other side. So again, it's, it's so much more than we can imagine, but there's also a lot of similarities. So it's, it's this beautiful experience of existence, but in a very, very expanded way. So great, great question. All right, now I'm gonna share one more, one more question here. Okay. Um, okay, last one is, um, if there is a miscarriage, will that same soul take the next pregnancy, baby, or will that soul change the trajectory and choose another family? This is a great question and um, there are a lot of variables. Now, most of the time in my experience, what I've seen most of the time is if there's a miscarriage, the soul of that baby will usually come around again within about a year or less. The person will be pregnant or be having the baby within about a year. So sometimes someone miscarries, you know, they, they let their body rest for a month and they get pregnant right away. Other times it's anywhere within that year, the soul will come back. Most often cases of miscarriage are because there was some sort of malfunction in the body that was being made that wouldn't benefit the soul. So oftentimes the soul will actually be the one to kind of pull the metaphorical plug on that. And they'll say, you know, this condition or this potential wouldn't benefit what I need to come in and do. So this body's not going to work. We need to make another one. So that's, that's really, really common. Sometimes a miscarriage will happen because the soul decides it's not actually quite ready to come in. Um, I have seen times where one soul decides, I don't want to come in, but the pregnancy continues and another soul decides to come in. But there are often cases where the soul's like, I'm not quite ready yet. I thought I was. 
so I'm not going to come in. Um, it isn't as common for a soul to decide to take another family on. I haven't seen that as often, but I have seen that though, when the person that was meant to carry that soul, like the, the mother was meant to carry that soul and is not able to say the miscarriage created, um, an inability to carry a baby from that point forward, then that soul would likely either come into a family member's family so it could still be close and bonded to what would have been the mother or can be born into a different family where then the mother would um, sign up for adoption and eventually adopt the baby. So there's many ways that souls can move around on the other side to facilitate incarnations that really need to happen. But there is also a lot of choice on the baby soul part. And I say baby soul, they're a whole soul, but I just call them a baby soul. But um, there is a lot of choice on that baby soul as to when they will come in. And I want to give you a personal example is my daughter, Spirit had told me that I needed to be pregnant within the month of May in order for her to come in when she wanted. Now, I ended up getting pregnant in February, so before I was supposed to, as per Spirit, and I was like, well, sorry, I'm pregnant now. And sure enough, my body miscarried it pretty early on. And when I said to Spirit, like, what was that about? And they said, the soul that's coming in is not ready to come in yet. Like, it needs to be May. And so sure enough, I was pregnant in May and then she was born in February, not conceived in February. And it was all about her soul and spirit waiting until the timing was right for her. So sometimes there can be that, that um, part as well. So the beautiful thing is that anytime we are entering or exiting the planet, there is such a beautiful design to it. And I say beautiful even for the very hard losses that we experience as those that are left behind here, right? Either as the family that loses the baby or the family that loses the friend or the parent or whatever. What I mean as beautiful is that nobody ever passes alone. Spirit is always help, helping us through those transitions and helping the souls that are making those transitions always. They are supported, they are loved, they are received. Uh, when spirits come into this world, and I saw this with my daughter as well, there are spirits on the other side, like family members often, that will walk that soul into the transition to coming into the body. They will be there in the delivery room often, and then the baby will step in or move into the body once they're born, because usually babies don't want to feel the experience of coming out because it's it's quite painful. So there are always souls that walk spirits in. If there are miscarriages or abortions, there are the souls and loved ones are there to receive the soul right away. And same with um, when people pass later in life, there are always souls that gather near to receive them so that no one is left alone. So I want to leave you with that thought is that with all the journeys that we're doing on this planet, the growing, the, the losses, the changing, the stretching, the perception changes and the healing and all of the stuff, you are so supported by spirit, both when you're incarnated, when you're making that transition, and when you're on the other side, you are supported and you are loved and you matter always. No matter what's happening in your life, whether you feel like a good person or you feel like you're fumbling and you're not quite getting it, you matter, you are loved deeply 
And spirit has your back, even when it feels like you can't see them, hear them, understand them, or anything. You're not alone, ever. So I will leave that with all of you. Again, thank you so much for tuning in for the Q&As. There will be more coming up again next week, so tune in for that. And I wish you all a beautiful rest of your week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.